Hüten! All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the, I guess, not really a surprise episode because we didn't um, just decide two minutes ago to do this, even though we may look like it. Yeah. Very sorry for our disheveled appearance. It's been a day. Uh, <laughs> but we are ready to talk lumberjack basketball. So welcome, everyone, to Pardon Me, Alex, the home of the only lumberjack basketball podcast on the market, baby. And we are happy. Very, very, very. Very, very. <laughs> Gotta love a home win, especially on somebody's birthday. And against a team coached by Hooten makes it even oh so sweet, so sweet. Again, programming note: I don't dislike Hooten as a coach. I he's a great coach. I think he's a great guy. He's just an absolute nutter. Just and he was in full effect. Oh yeah, he showed up and showed out for sure on <laughs> Tuesday night for sure. Um, but yeah, so some couple programming notes before we get started talking about the game. Um, obviously, like we mentioned, it was our sweet Jacqueline Noel Parton's birthday. She turned 22. Um, Feeling 22. <laughs> I don't know about you, but she's feeling 22. Um, she's not 22, but we're just gonna go with that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd believe it. Okay. I'd believe I'd believe it. Um, so yeah, it was Jacqueline's birthday. We had a great little day. Um, well, at least a good little pregame. Uh, we went to Nine Flags and had a couple pregame drinks and some snackies with uh, myself and Jacqueline. And then you know she can she could tell you the rest there. Yeah, it was fun. So it was of course me and Alex. Uh, we had my friend John Ruizo was in town. He came. Uh, Lonnie the Legend came. Lonnie the Legend. Charlotte <laughs> and Gary Lee came. Uh, so it was fun. We had a nice little time. You know, Nine Flags always has great drinks and uh, appetizers and food. Hey, Dennis. Dennis, our friend. Our... Uh, definitely for sure. Yeah. So great time. Celebrating Jacqueline's birthday prior to the game, ex exchanged our birthday slash Christmas presents with each other and hung out and caught up and got to hear about Jacqueline's fun trip to New York City. Um, and she had a great time traipsing and gypsy loon around New York City and in New Haven, Connecticut. So um, she did that. I went and got a new tattoo, which you can't see it because it's covered up because I'm cold. But don't worry, I'll, if you've seen my social media, you've seen it. Yeah. Um, and let's see, what else? Uh, during the game, Amanda sat with us. Jackson wasn't there, which was wild, because I don't think we've had a home game without our bestie Jackson yet. So that was kind of weird. Um, but yeah, so a lot was happening Tuesday. A lot was going on. A lot. And I was, I was 
tired. I'm still tired. I'm from still tired. I'm tired. The weekend and the game. Uh, yeah. Uh, New York City at Christmas is absolutely magical. Um, loved it. We tried to go see the rock. Well, I mean, we did, but we went down and saw the, the tree at Rockefeller Center twice and literally in all my travels all over the world i don't i don't know if i've ever seen that many humans just in one contained area in my life like they literally had the street like all of the streets for like the full block around it just completely blocked off to traffic because there were so many people they couldn't even fit to walk on the sidewalks like we were having to walk just in the middle of the street it was it was wild um but it was it was a fun trip. That's a tale for another time because I could talk about it all day. But it, it was fun. I love Connecticut. I love New York City, and I haven't been in a long time, so it was it was a lot of fun. Very I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad you had a great time, and you looked beautiful in your pretty dress, and um, you had fun sightseeing and seeing things you haven't seen in a while. I've never been to New York. Um, it's one of my bucket list things to go. Uh, just especially during Christmas time or the holidays. I don't need to go for a long period of time. I just want to go do a few historical things, maybe, you know, go see the Statue of Liberty, go see the World Trade Center, um, go to the Rockefeller Center, go see a couple other things. Other than that, though, um, but yeah, very cool. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, it was fun. Fantastic. Nice birthday weekend away. You did have a nice little birthday weekend away. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I agree. Birthday win. So let's let's get into it. Um, I love it. I'm here for it. I'm so happy we finally, finally got a freaking W at home. I know. It's the first one since our game, our season opener at home. I know. Thank yeah. God. We needed this. We needed this desperately. We certainly did. Okay. So a few little notes on uh, general history and background. Um, so as we already mentioned, uh, this is the first season that Coach Hooten from Sam Houston is at New Mexico State. Um, so there's one familiar face, uh, another familiar face uh, that we actually like a lot better. Um, <laughs> yeah. JJP is on their team now. He's their guard. Uh, and if you all remember, you know, New Mexico State was in the WAC with us. They're now in Conference USA. Um, so this was a nice little, like, non-conference matchup. Um, going into this game, our background history with them, we had two wins and two losses going with this game. Our last matchup, match we lost 73-67 to 67 in Las Cruces, uh, February of this year, whenever they still used to be in our conference. Well, and, and it's, it's wild that, you know uh, – that Sam Houston and, and New Mexico obviously are no longer in our conference, but at the same time, like, you know, it kind of brings us to this really, Oh, excuse me. I'm dying. Um, really intense kind of out of conference rivalry ish that we're building with New Mexico. Like I feel, especially with Hooten now behind the helm, you know, uh, at, at New Mexico state, I really do think that that may, build something there and then you know if jjp stays there jalen jackson posey who again like jacqueline mentioned uh, is on their team now and we love so much and we're so happy to see him we actually stayed after the freaking game for like 15 20 minutes plus waiting for him to come out the tunnel because he kind of uh made it 
made made a gesture to us like, oh, I'll be back out. Like I'm coming kind of a thing uh, to say hi to us and a few other people that were there to see him. So um, it's just, I really do. And I'm glad that we're still able to play them, even though now with Hooten at the helm and uh, JJP there, it's kind of a bittersweet type feeling, but it's kind of cool though, still at the same time. So I really uh, kind of, yeah. I really enjoyed this game. I knew it was going to be a barn burner, so to speak, because the Aggies have been struggling kind of like us in the wins losses department. Um, so I felt like this was going to be a game where both teams had something to prove, had something to, you know, basically had uh, something to uh, show their fan base that they could produce and do. And of course, JJP coming home back to the sawmill, um, where he played for a couple seasons, you know, it's, it's an emotional time too. So what a game. And what? I want to say, I mean, they, like you said, they've gotten off to a rough start this season, but considering all the, all the factors, it's really not that bad. Like I, no. I think you're going to be good um, here in a few years because I mean, they changed conferences, got a new head coach. And after all of their, issues we'll say um they literally don't have one player on that team this year who was a returning player like it's it's a completely fresh bunch so yeah that's a lot it is it is it is and also too if i'm not mistaken which i'm sure kyle if he's listening he can correct me on i think that a couple of the players that are on this team currently also came from sam houston as well so i think we also saw a couple um I wouldn't say friendly faces is the term, but familiar, familiar faces. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, just really back and forth, highly competitive game on both ends of the ball. Um, and of course that always leads to a highly stressful game for everybody in attendance, including the team. So, uh, Jacqueline, why don't we, uh, just hop right into it. All right. Okay. So, our starting lineup this game, we had Trell, AJ, Matt, Clayton, and Jalil. We did win 75 to 72. The attendance was 1,710. Um, did you want to go over the wax? Oh, yeah, to total, to totally, totally missed that. My yes. bad. Yeah, no, we're good. So uh, Grand Canyon still at the top. They are just absolutely on a tear this season. They are 10 and 1 overall. I, I I don't have words, honestly, for them. So I'm just going to keep going. Um, the other teams that are 2-0 and o in WAC Conference, and obviously apart from Grand Canyon, are Tarleton State and Utah uh, Tech. Then we have California Baptist, Seattle U, UT Arlington, us, and Utah Valley, both at 1-1 one one in conference. Um, so not too much of a shakeup on the conference side. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, we're a seventh place on that end on the regular standings. And then when it comes to the WAC tournament seating, uh, this was updated on the 18th. So actually a day before our game. So it hasn't been much of a change. We were at seven. Now we're at six. So, uh, not too big of a shakeup there. Um, once they redo it, uh, counting this game, we should be maybe one more higher. I think potentially so. Just depends on what they give us points wise. 
um, for that game on uh, Tuesday. And the only thing is, is we're about 50 points, like point points uh, behind uh, the next person ahead of us, which is Utah Valley, because they're at negative point one five and we're at negative point one point six zero. So it would have to be a substantial amount of points in order to jump them. And I don't know if Utah Valley, whoever they played, if they won or not. So that's also something to consider. Let me check really quickly. Uh, Actually, they lost. So they lost to Liberty. Yeah, which depending on how they score Liberty in the point. Again, it all depends on the dang, you know, who they play. Is it at home? And it was at home. So losing at home to Liberty they may they may get dinged a bit for their for that one. There's so. a so you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. There's <laughs> always a chance. Yes. Um okay, so go but yeah, continue on with uh all right. So Sean Kennedy's stat section. Um overall not super great on some of these. I mean, I'm not gonna like give a major grievance, but a lot of these could have been better. Um yeah, not great. Still goal percentage, we were at 33.9. Uh, Three-point percentage, we were at 29.2, which is, that's that's acceptable. Um, free throw, 65.1, just not super great. I feel like almost every time we, except for Nana, Nana only missed one. But almost everyone else who went up for a free throw, like, made one, missed one. And it's like, Dad and I were talking about it after the game, and we were like, I was like, you know, we had a, we had a substantial lead and then it went nowhere. And he's like, yeah, well, in the second half, it got to where it was like trading fouls for fouls. And almost every time they were making both, we were only making one slowly chips away. Um, anyway, right. I digress. Uh, points in the paint was rather low at 26 points off turnovers. We had 20 second chance points. We had 17 fast break points, 19, um, as always, consistent with the bench points at 40. I'm happy about. Uh, we really went to the boards this game. We out-rebounded them by 10. We had 45 total rebounds, 19 offensive and 26 defensive. <clears throat> we had 19 fouls, um, which, again, was good for us. They had 28. Um, mm. We only had 14 turn- turnovers, not not bad. Um, they only had 16. So, I mean, they, they took care of the ball pretty well too. Um, but we did have 12 steals. We had zero blocks. Um, our game leaders. So we had Nana with a double, double. He had 18 points, 10 rebounds and one steal. Uh, we had Latrell with 15 points, four rebounds, three assists, two steals. AJ and Jelani both had 11 points. AJ had seven rebounds and two assists, and Jelani had three rebounds and one steal. Um, uh, th- these guys, uh, Nana was on a f- another level on Tuesday night, and I'm not mad about it at all, clearly. Um, very, very proud of his play on, on Tuesday night. He really stepped up. Nana played amazing. Um, so I'll, I'll let that carry into Nana. I, I think he got the Pilgrims pride, pride player of the game. I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, 
yeah. um, the double double was amazing. He had several different dunks that were awesome. Um, I'll, I'll save more of my notes on that for the, the feats of strength, but yeah, he played great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I'm going to go, I, I'll go with here. Okay. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to backtrack for a second. You got you went with Nada. He got player of the game, Pilgrim's Pride player of the game. He was the player of the game for sure. But I want to give someone else some dew and some flowers because this individual, this guy has been steadily increasing his playing time. He's been getting better and better. Um so I want to give a a little shout out to Jawani. I think he really came alive this game. Um he was playing awesome. He had some great minutes. He played for 21 minutes. He had 11 points as well. Um, he had three rebounds. He had uh, a little bit of foul trouble, but that's all right. He came up with a steal. Um, almost perfect on free throws. Missed a couple. Um, and he was four out of six on his field goals. I, I think he I think he did a great – he had a great game. Uh, that was probably the best game that we've seen Jelani have. So I want to give Jelani some flowers. Uh, he's my uh, underdog of the game. I should do an underdog of the game. Uh, by the way no yeah so i obviously not off for sure kicked ass but i want i do want to give uh jelani some some love because i do think that he had a really good game that was that was definitely his best game this season he played great too um yeah we'll, we'll have plenty of notes on that so let's for sure let's go on into the uh feats of strength um boy i got a whole list yeah i got i got a lot um so I mean, our three-point average was high. It wasn't. It wasn't great, but it it was good. Um, but we had we had several players who made some big three-pointers. We had AJ with two big ones, Trail with two big ones, Nana with two. One right at halftime, and the one in the second half. Frank had a three. I think uh, Matt had one as well, didn't he? Mm, I do not know. I don't have. Oh, I I wrote Matt with a big three. Maybe I meant something else. I was furiously typing notes. So maybe I meant something else. I don't know what I meant. Anyway, you get the point. Yeah, we, we had a bunch of guys with, with some great threes. Uh, I was super happy with that. Um, Matt, as always, we we've been talking about how how great he's been playing lately, and and it's not always on on the points end, but it's just it's all over on defense, giving assists, everything. So he had five rebounds, four assists, and three steals and four points. Um, Speaking of everything, exactly. Uh, going back to that assist category, Matt having four. Uh, look who else had four? Frank Stain. Frank played great also. Um, Frank, babe. I, I love to see it. Love to see it. I had several great notes on both of them. Uh, Matt had a great steal and a dunk. He, like I said, he's just always playing great on D. Um, he had oh, a that's what I meant. Matt with a big dunk. Damn it. Um, he had a great assist to Nana for a dunk. He did. A great assist to Frank. Um, and then... Yeah, Frank, let's see. He had the great three I already mentioned. He had a great little Eurostep move that he um, scored off of. He had a great assist to Jelani. Mm -hmm. Awesome on both of them. Um, so one of my other notes on Nana being the um, 
player of the game. He had a massive dunk at the end that he got an and one on that was. He did. He did. Um, I loved Nana's play. Yeah, he got fed to from Matt and got the dunk. Boom. It was a great move to the basket. Um, another thing about Nana. Here's the thing about Nana, too, is that in the first half, his threes weren't, weren't going down. Uh, he missed a couple in the first half. And then the second half, he he got a little bit more comfortable with the long ball. And because we know he could shoot it. We've seen it before. Um, so we know he has it in him. Um, and uh, he was able to sink a couple there in the second half, which I was really happy to see. Um, especially one of them coming at the very end of the first half. A little bit of a buzzer beater there. Great, great juice going into the halftime and then coming out and just kind of like continuing on uh, with the with the lead there. So gotta love that. Gotta love that. Totally agree. Um, I do want to give one quick shout out to AJ. I know we already mentioned him on the game leaders, but I feel like he is always pulling down a wild amount of rebounds for like the smallest player that we have. Seven rebounds. Agreed. He is always right there under the bucket, grabbing it whenever, you know, people aren't blocking out or whatever and fumble it. He's he's right there getting in the mix. I love it. Love to see it. Um, I agree. Also, another person with a lot of rebounds, uh, Clayton. He played 15 minutes, had five rebounds, four points. Uh, I think this was also one of Clayton's best games as well. I agree. Um and another player we got to give a shout out to, and I actually, when I was rewatching the game, uh, I messaged his mom on Instagram, uh, Miles, because uh, when when we got back from the Caymans, I told Dad, I said, Miles is going to be good. We only got to see him for a few seconds, but he's going to be good. When you see him, you're going to be impressed. Last night after the game, when I went by my parents to get Gabby, I mean, he was just going on and on about how great miles is and miles this miles that and i'm like i told you <laughs> yeah and and uh, i'm glad that you mentioned that too because whenever miles did go in i sent a little video of him going into his mom and uh just we're so excited for miles i mean and, and just so happy to see him getting more minutes here and there uh coming off being injured for a while having a concussion and all those things and so just really happy to see him getting minutes and, and feeling more comfortable. I mean, obviously he's feeling better. That boy, spin, layup, boom, got fouled. I mean, totally putting his body on the line for a layup, got fouled. Love to see it. And then he also took a dive uh, trying to get a loose ball mm-hmm. on the other end of the court in the second half. And so obviously he's, he's, he's feeling better. He's feeling better. He's ready to get out there, get minutes, and help the team. And I – just watching him hit that spin and layup was you know magic like he is so athletic it's not even funny he really is and he's very he's very strong too so very strong and fast he is fast um so yeah last night what he only played 8 minutes he had that um and one he had four rebounds and he had a steal He's all over the place. Amazing. Um, okay, I have. I also have one note on CC. CC's also always in the mix on defense, and he he, got, oh yeah, he got a great deflection off of an inbounds, and then uh, it set Trell right up for the fast break layup. Um, so that was. 
I'm glad you mentioned that because I wrote CC defense, like all capital letters. Um, and I know here's the thing. And CC, again, I don't know if you're listening, but if you are, listen up and listen good. Stop being hard on yourself. Because he even said this after one of the home games. He's like, I'm so sorry. I, I'll play better next time. Like, I'm, I, you know, but you're not going to have the perfect game every game. It's going to happen. It's going to yeah. happen. You can't be that hard on yourself. Be mad. Be upset. Be like, you know what? I didn't do great. I'm going to do better next time and then just move on. But you can't beat yourself up and then get in your head because that's not great. Don't get in your head. Just be like, all right, didn't do it. And it's not like you didn't do badly. Just the minutes you were playing, you didn't score much or do you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't because you physically, you yourself were causing, you know, turnovers or struggle. You know, it wasn't necessarily that it was just low score. No, I completely agree. Um, and an, another one of our guys who's super hard on himself all the time is well, two, but the one I was time is Trell. Yes. Cause when I was rewatching the game today, there was a, he tried to make a really good pass and they were just playing kind of defense that we do. And they picked it off and you could immediately tell how mad at himself he was. And I'm sitting here watching the game back. It's not like he can hear me. And I'm like, it's okay, Trell. It's all right. Well, I do that too, though. I do, I do that too. When I'm watching the game back too, I'm just like, I'm telling them things and I'm like, Oh, they, they can't hear me. I mean, and I don't even know if they hear me or listen to me or listen to us during, during the game. Although I will say Ethan did said that, we were super quiet on Tuesday night. I'm like, yeah, because y'all were winning and there was not much we had to yell about. <laughs> and then they weren't. And I was like, yeah, you were up by freaking 15, babe. And then you'd anyway, that's for the second half of this. Um, now let's see, let's see, let's see. Talked about juices threes. Um, talked about Nana. Let's see what else here. Uh, talked about another feed from Matt to Frank for the bucket. Um, another thing about Frank with his defense. I mean, Frank was got the game winning, basically ceiling steal at the end of the game. So just another great moment from Frank, another heads up basketball uh, play and situation got into the passing lane, got the steal and immediately got the win. So love to see that. Um, Jelani, I already mentioned him, but I just want to mention the fact that he was fighting so hard down there under the paint, using his body, using his strength down there, fighting, even got his own put, put back a couple times, like, or, you know, got the rebound and put it back in. And I love to see that. I love to see that the no give up attitude and mentality, especially under the, bu the bucket down there from him and from any of the guys. Uh, but especially the new, especially the new guys, you know what I mean? Like, Woo! Love to see it. I know. I, I, I made a note on Jelani, I forgot to say, but uh, oh, Testa's, yes, AJ. Um, <laughs> Jelani had a great and one. I forgot he to did. That. And then I, I put in all caps, Jelani Stone is a brick wall. He yeah. is. He bodied someone so badly. I mean, he got the foul. I mean, he fouled him, but he bodied the absolute oh, shit they out of foul on the one I'm talking about because there was one because Dad and I were talking about afterwards. He, he just jumped straight up to defend. Well, the guy jumped forward and bumped into him and just like ricocheted off. 
and they they didn't call a foul and dad was like i was really glad that they didn't call foul because it wasn't you're like you're entitled to the space straight up if you go straight up and they initiate contact then that's the you know and that's crazy because when that happened on the other when that happened on the other side of the court or whatever it was they did call a foul so there was one time where they called a foul another time when they didn't i was like again continuity here yeah, it's it's always gonna be. Um, it, yeah, it's it's always gonna be that way, and and I get that, but it, it is funny that that he literally is a brick wall. I mean, that dude just bounced right off. He was like a freaking rubber band, like bling. It was great, absolutely <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> oh uh, Lord! You have any more? Uh, I just I I just want to say that I'm very proud of the, those rebound stats. Uh, Love to see 45 rebounds. Love to see that. Also, with the bench points being at 40, I mean, to be expected. I mean, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 people suited up and playing. So, I mean, we had more than that suited up, but we had 12 people playing. Love to see it. Love to see it. Um, last little note. Uh, <coughs> I don't know how many double doubles uh, Nana has had in his career. Uh, so I, j I just want to reiterate the fact that Nana played like an absolute dog on Tuesday night. Yeah. And uh, if, if you're a big fan of Nana or a big fan of uh, just hometown kid showing up and showing out and playing his heart out, really come out and support the Jacks tomorrow night. <laughs> Tomorrow afternoon, it's a one. That's right. It's an afternoon game. One o'clock. One o'clock. Uh, these guys are out here playing their hearts out, day in and day out. Same thing with the ladies. Uh, if you haven't come out to a game, I mean, what are you doing? That's all I have to say about that. But we can move on. Agreed. Okay, so I I do just have to throw in one last little feat of strength on on JJP because he he did have two really good moves during the game that I I have to mention and. We, we always say this, even if our guys leave us once a lumberjack, always a lumberjack, we're, you know, we're not, mm. we're sad, but we're not going to be mad at you. And um, we went right. out, you know, after, after the game, I yelled at him when they were coming through the line. And so he turned around and kind of motioned like, I'll be back because I'm sure Hooten wanted to chew their ass out, but I digress. Um, so we waited and we waited and he came back out. So we got to talk to him and, you know, Alex and I were just like, Hey, or, you know, are you enjoying it? And he said, I love it, but I loved wearing purple too. And we were like, well, you know, we miss you, but we're glad you're happy. And that's all that matters is his happiness, honestly. And he said, uh, just don't, don't say anything too bad about me on the podcast. And he did say that. He said, my, he said, my, my dudes, my girls, I'm like, I love you, but we're, yeah, we're not going to say anything bad about and you. We let him know. We said, we've already mentioned that we're, you know, we're playing y'all tonight and we hoped that we got to see you and give you a hug afterwards. All good vibes here. So in that spirit, let me let me give him his two accolades because he had two like top 10 moves during this game. Um, so he had a great and it, it it's not fun seeing him do it when he's in a different jersey, but no, not at all. It's good. It's still good. Um, he had a great between the legs step back and three. Um yeah, he did. That that was beautiful. Um, and then he he had a beautiful little like drive-in where I, I can't even remember who but someone stepped up to guard him and he made a behind the back pass 
to his dude on the three-point line for a three, it was. Yeah, I will say, uh, going and looking at JJ, JJP's uh, stats, he had six assists, uh, only three points, which was the one three-pointer he shot, um, which if I jump ahead to my quick keys to the win, um, I, I love you, JJP, but I think one of the keys to the win was keeping his points down. Um, because we know how good of a shooter you are and we know how good you are. The fact that you only hit one shot and it was a three pointer and that was all you had. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, that's that good job to our defense for, for shutting you down. Um, and so. But unfortunately for him, yeah. that was a strength for us because that's what I'm saying. Yeah. All the guys, pretty much all the guys on our team who were guarding him during the game have played with him before and scrimmaged with him in practice. And they all know right. what his strengths and weaknesses and tendencies and all that are. So, I mean, that yeah, that was a built-in scouting report right there. Um, pretty much, pretty much. Absolutely. All righty. Do you want me to play the... Uh, Yepper. I forgot to pull it up. All right. Hold on, everyone, because we only got two more days until this day is here, but <laughs> we could just say it. All righty. With the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. You. You. All right. Two Festivus, everyone. Hi. Today, still Festivus. Okay. First, first problem, first grievance I have is I just don't understand what the deal is with that basketball and that basket. Like, why in the ever loving God can we not just like, make the initial shot like and it's right there like it just we rims around it just literally it looks like the perfect shot it's a layup it's right there it just goes bloop bloop like i don't understand but at least tonight we were better with the offensive rebound getting it back so i will say yes that's a positive but my grievance is still with the basket and the ball i don't understand what the initial shot like it's not like we are mechanically doing anything wrong. I don't I don't think from my perspective, it's just not going in. And I don't understand it. Yeah, my literal first note was gotta make more of those shots right at the bucket. I, I they're right like there. They're right there. there. Um right at the bucket. Uh yeah. The other, the other scoring issue that I already mentioned, almost every time we went up to the free throw line, we were making one of two. And yeah, yeah. We, we got to we got to make those because that's how these teams can start creeping back in at the end. Uh, and it answers my question: Where'd our seventeen point lead go? Absolutely, I I literally free throws. I literally put the time. Uh, I put had a fifteen point lead at the fifteen minute mark in the second half. Pooped it away. Uh, at twelve seventeen, had another fifteen point lead. Pooped it away. Like. We had substantial leads up to 17 points at one point. Yeah. And then just struggle, struggle bust. And here's the thing too, like the free throws 
24 to 43. We had 43 opportunities. <laughs> yeah, we shot almost twice as many free throws as them. Like we should have blown their ass out of the water. But no, 75, 72. Like we got it. I just, that's one of my questions. I wrote down in my question section, like that is one of my main questions, like free throws. I need to understand the struggle. Like somebody somewhere out there tell me who's smarter than me when it comes to basketball mechanics, where, what is the struggle? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I, I, I can't explain it for you. There are just a lot of players who struggle um, with free throws. But it seems like almost all of our guys, except for Nana, really, who's been struggling with the free throws. And I think a lot of times it's more mental than anything. Of course. When you're in the flow of the game, it's more natural. And then a free throw, like you're standing there, you're set up, you're not guarded, everyone's watching you, and it's straight on to the bucket. And so if you if you don't get the spin just right, it's going to bounce back out. Um, I know. got to got to figure out what, what the secret sauce is to get that um, – a little bit higher because it's free, baby. It's free, baby is right. A uh, couple other things I've noted. Just wasn't as bad tonight. Uh, obviously, our turnover percentage or our statistic wasn't as bad as it normally is. We only had 14 uh, compared to their uh, 16. I know it's not a big difference, but anytime we have less turnovers than they do, good in my book. Um but just some of the minor unforced turnovers, you know, like, for example, just passes out of bounds, uh, picked off in the passing lane, um, just stuff that it's it's not like you're getting pickpocketed or something or um, it's just the small stuff, man, the small stuff with the turnovers. Uh, the backdoor lobs twice. Kill me now. Hate that so much. Like. I hate watching it back. Saw it in person. Hated it. Watched it back. Double hate. Loathe entirely. Uh, <laughs> to quote the Grinch. Also, one of your biggest issues and biggest grievances, I'm sure you wrote it down multiple times in your notes. Box out. Yeah, and listen, I'm over the moon thrilled that we had 45 rebounds, but I'm just telling y'all, if we would have blocked out every time, we would have had like 55. I say like double that. Yeah, something. And it's just easier to ensure getting a rebound if you block the guy on the other team from getting it. It helps. It helps. And I was yelling it a lot the first half. I know I was. A lot. Because they were not doing it. Like, we might have been getting numbers in the rebound column, but it was just because we were lucky to have someone snatch it up. It wasn't because we were proactively blocking their players from getting it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it was kind of annoying a little bit with the uh, with the foul situation, especially with the no calls. Uh, CC gets hit in the face. Nada. Clayton gets hit in the face. Nada. At least when Trell got junk punched intentionally, uh, you know, number 11 got tossed out of the game for that. But I still don't know. I still don't know if that, if that was for the foul or if it was for something he said, like, when they were huddling. Like, I, that's still very unclear to me. 
what well, happened. Yeah, and you know they don't explain it. So they, and even when I watched it back, I mean, you, they didn't really. Mm -mm. No, and watching it back, like it obviously it's clear that he does get hit in the junk, but like, was it intentional? I don't well, know. And when I watched it back, it didn't look super intentional. I mean, it, it didn't. But at the same time, unless they saw something we didn't when they slowed it down. Well, that's why I'm wondering if he said something, because I just don't feel like that would have been enough to get him ejected completely. Yeah, because, I mean, it's one thing to, like, give a, you know, a personal foul or I feel like a they flagrant. I feel like they would have given him, like, a flagrant one or something. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I was That's what I'm saying. I was really shocked when they actually tossed him out of the game. Um, and then, you know, the announcers are, our guys are talking about like, oh, well maybe the, you know, they would thought that originally it was going to go to Hooten for coming over to him to coming well, over to Trout. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, I mean, Hooten did get attacked, but it wasn't for that. It wasn't for that. And here's the thing. Hooten's not that kind of coach. No, he's no, him and Kyle are too good of friends for him to, you know, walk up to one of our players and do or say something to him. Right. No, that he's, would, no, he's saving all of that energy for the refs. He's not going after our players. No, exactly. Exactly. That was never even a freaking issue. He would never do that to one of his players or one of our players. I yeah. you know any of all the things I've said about Hooten over the years. Like I, I know for a fact he would, he was going to check on trail. He was not doing anything nefarious or mischievous or degrading. Promise yeah. that promise that. Um, I agree. Yeah. I, do, I will say he should have gotten two texts. He should have gotten two texts. I agree. <laughs> and he should have gotten tossed because yeah, but egregious. And Dad said the same thing. He was like, I I wouldn't have been able to stand refing for him. Like he should have got tossed. God bless. Again, so that anyone who had never seen uh, Jason Hooten before, he was in absolute tip top like conference form right there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's nothing new for us. Like we've seen Hooten in his craziest moments. And so that's nothing new. So you're welcome for those who, that was your first time experiencing old Jason Hooten over there. Uh, so um, enjoy that. Cause it's not going to happen obviously very often. Cause we don't see them very often, but his, his facial expression mm -hmm. and our motions and just, all wild. wild antics are crazy. Yeah. Oh, Gary Lee also said that he should have gotten tossed. Well, with Gary Lee says it, then damn it should have happened. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, another thing too, not anyone in particular, I guess just an overall comment. Um, kind of going back to what I was saying about CC getting frustrated with himself. It, it, it doesn't, I guess driving me nuts isn't the right term. But it just it makes me sad and it, it, it irritates me that sometimes these guys like don't stick to their game and what they know how to do well. Like they try to do too much, like they're overplaying. And I'm just like, they, they need to just stick to what they know how to do. Um, like day, just stick under the basket. You'll get there. I promise. Just do what you normally do. Play like a fiend under the basket. Use your body use your strength and do your little hook shots. Boom. Do your little spin moves hook. It'll it's mm, you'll get there. 
Okay. You may be frustrated now. Same thing with CC. Had a couple games where it's been iffy, but it's just a, it's just a small little blip in the radar. It's it's not the end of the world, I promise. So just throwing that out there to everybody. Just keep on trucking, keep on hustling. I'm grieving saying about that because I it pisses me off that you get so irritated at yourselves. It's not a it's just a blip in the radar. Okay. Yeah. I wish someone would guard the three though. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, though, it seemed because whenever I was watching it back, I made the note 25 can make the three, and it felt like he made a million. He actually only made two out of five. Yeah. But it yeah. was two out of four. My bad. Um, but they were like right in a row. So it just uh -huh. like we were snoozing on it when we had just seen him do it. Um, but their free throw, I mean, their three point percentage was pretty good. It was 40. I mean, they, their shooting percentages in every category were better than ours. Yeah. So that's, it's kind of funny whenever that happens that you actually win the game. It was a good 10% higher in every category. Exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. So it's just really funny that we still won the game, albeit only by three points, but their shooting percentages were way better than ours in every category. But yet it was our defense that really came in and saved the day. Press you, baby. We barely squeaked that one by, but I'm so glad that we did. Uh other grievance, uh, which I talked about the wide open threes from the Aggies. God bless America, but that's going to happen with the defense we run. Uh, foul trouble. We had some foul trouble, babies. We had Jaleel with four, Jelani with four, Frank with four. I mean, Cece had three, but we had three guys with four fouls, man. Whew. Can't be doing that. I know. Can't be doing that. <laughs> Lord Jesus, help us all. Um, but yeah, that's about all I had. Oh, uh, another note too. If I know we talked about how uh, Matt usually has, you know, a better shooting game than that. I will say, I, I think he was struggling with a little bit of a, an arm discomfort at some point during the game. So that may attribute to his lack of shooting um, and just more sticking with the, with the defense and the assists. So just kind of throwing that out there. Uh, we saw him getting some icy hot on his arm and things like that. So he may just be, may just be having a little bit of discomfort. So I, I, I wouldn't freak out just yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do think there was an overabundance. Uh, we're talking about um, the refs. There was an overabundance of very aggressive uh, hand checking. Uh -huh. Using the air quotes because it was not even hand checking. Um, that I felt that, like they didn't call, but I will say out of out of that three man um, team of officials, that one we we have quite often, and he's good. Mm. The other two really weren't good at all. Um, no. One of them was real bad. Uh, so I think there was just only so much that one guy could do to carry, <laughs> you know, carry the team literally. Because um, y'all know one of one of my grievances that I will make about a referee is if they're calling if they're making calls outside of their little zone just to like make a point of trying to do it. But what's almost worse is when the lead official has to 
repeatedly make calls in your area because they're so egregiously obvious and you're not calling them that he has to step in and call them. Yeah. And you're going to turn around and be like, well, he called it. And it's like, that's not the point. <laughs> the point is that the lead official shouldn't keep having to call, make a call that's right in front of your face because you're so like blindly missing it. Yeah. And that's what happened. I think whenever specifically like when Clayton got hit in the face, um, I mean, that's what Keller was literally on that white, ref's ass from baseline to baseline. <laughs> he was so mad. So mad. Anyway, um, my last grievance is not even game related. It's the fact that during breaks, obviously there's no pet band and it drives me bonkers. Can we not get like a local high school? The high schools are still technically in a session and also that's they're local. They live here. Can we not get like a local pet band to come play the games? I know. I wish we could because, uh, yeah, Richard Parton would be right on top of that idea because he's always so sad when the band is not there. Well, Richard Parton, you tell your father to hop on it and to uh, arrange something. Start campaigning. Arrange something. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I had. Yeah, I'm, I'm good on my grievances as well. All right. So. One word to describe the entire game. I'm going to go with uh, rebound. It was a rebound game. We had great rebounds on the stat sheet and also literally and metaphorically, uh, metaphorically a good rebound game uh, coming off of the loss. Um, so I think this was a really good game for our mojo, good game for our confidence, uh, playing a evenly matched New Mexico State Aggie team and coming out with a win at home um, during the break when there's not as many people here and uh, really proud of them for sticking to their uh, sticking to their press you plan and, and coming out with the dub. I could not agree more. I'm going to say my word is going to be celebrate. So we got to celebrate finally getting a home win. It was my birthday. Mm -hmm. All is right in the world. We beat Hooten. We beat New Mexico State. Um, mm -hmm. The only thing that could have made it better is if I got a hug from all the guys at the end of the game, which I put in my request with someone who I will not call out. And I guess either <sighs> didn't pass it along. That's okay. <laughs> our, our usual guys who come over gave us hugs, but um, we want everybody. We want everybody. We want to. We know, and you know who you are, <laughs> Frank, Cece. I'm gonna start calling. I'm telling you right now. I'm gonna start calling people out that don't come over and 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 get a and get a hug. Okay, so after the game, no matter what, you come over, you get a hug. Not hard. Takes two seconds. Everybody else does it. You could do it too. We love and we love giving. Y'all hugs, whether you win or lose, because exactly. you even more if you lost. So no matter what, no matter what. Oh, my goodness. OK, so to wrap things up here, uh, tomorrow is our next home game at 1 p.m. Nice little afternoon tip off with the constant in our schedule, Paul Quinn. <laughs> I feel like we play them every year. Um, I feel like we played them like the last five years in a row. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we have actually, to be honest with you. Uh, so yeah, so 1 p.m. tip off versus Paul Quinn. It'll be the last game uh, until after Christmas. So come on up. What are you? What are you? It's a Friday afternoon. 
like three days before Christmas. What are you doing? You could take a two hour break from whatever the heck you're doing and come and watch the game. It's low cost. Shouldn't take too long. It's going to be a quick one. No offense to Paul Quinn, but <laughs> they're a either NAIA team or a division three. Like I think they're NAI. Yeah. So it's going to be quick. Don't it'll be a quick two hours. Boom, boom, done. Um, so come on out to the sawmill tomorrow at 1 p.m. We may have a special guest with us tomorrow for the game, but uh, I don't I don't want to throw it out yet because with him you never know. You already know who I'm talking about. Oh. What's your guess? Uh, I actually don't know. I have like three people oh. in mind. I have like three people in mind. Well, uh, Jose texted me this morning and he was flying to Dallas and he it's not coming. He really wants to come to NAC, so we shall see. I if he comes to Nacogdoches, that'll save me on shipping. So if he comes to Nacogdoches, then I will be able to hand him his bottle of Stonefort bourbon. Uh, well, I, I told him if he could get to Tyler tomorrow, he could ride with me. But I said, I'm leaving your ass at 11 o'clock. So you better be here before then. Hey, he's not coming. We shall see. He's not making it. Who God knows. Anyway. Okay. So last reminders before we head out. Uh, Obviously, if you're looking for a last minute, cool SFA themed Christmas gift, you got a couple options. You can either go to www.myplates.com slash lumberjacks and order a MyPlate either for yourself for Christmas or for somebody else in your life who is a lumberjack lover. Um, They have great deals, great plans, one year, three year, five year plans. And anytime you order a lumberjack plate, that half of that money goes directly to SF athletics. So it's a really Stephen F. Awesome way to support your lumberjacks. And it's a really cool gift. I got my first, my plate many, many moons ago. I was like a sophomore at college SFA and I got my first, my plate and it was the coolest gift. I loved it. So make a Lumberjacks Christmas and get them a My Plate. Uh, next, for other options that aren't license plates, if you need a last-minute Christmas gift, I'm not sure it'll ship in time and get there by Christmas, but you can always uh, order it and give it to them after Christmas. We have our store. And if you haven't looked on our store yet, we have a lot of options and items. We have anything from T-shirts to hoodies to sweaters to stockings to hats to toys to stickers to you name it swag related we have it cool designs great attire um and so consider shopping our store any money that is uh basically you know profit for us uh it goes to our budget for travel so anything you guys uh, purchase on there. Like I said, the small amount of, of profit we get goes to our budget. Um, we try to keep the prices as low as possible on the merch so that you guys aren't breaking banks and things like that. Um, but that also means that our profit margin is teeny, but again, we're not in it to be making hundreds and thousands of dollars. I mean, although that'd be great, but, uh, we do it so that people have fun, cool, um, 
designs and t-shirts and and swag and merch to wear to the games and such. So uh, go ahead and hop on our store. You can get there by going to the links in our bio and they're all sitting right there. Click on them and have fun shopping. And of course, lastly, just make sure you're following us on all social media and we appreciate all of our supporters and followers. Um, and we love you guys so much. We will try to get in the podcast from tomorrow before Christmas. Chances are maybe good. Maybe not. It might be a Christmas Eve podcast. Not sure. Um, just depends on our schedule and our family schedules. So we shall see. But we're excited for the game tomorrow. Should be a fun one. Should be a quick one. And uh, hopefully it won't be too hot and we can wear a Christmas sweater <laughs> or at least a Christmas shirt. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. All right. I hope you guys have a wonderful night. Hey, hold on now. Merry Christmas to you too, Brian and fam. We love you guys. Um, hope you all have a wonderful night. I got to go get dressed and head to the brewery for trivia night. So we will see you all later. And always remember to act some jacks. With Alex and Jax. Adios, amigos.